Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, okay, back on track, guys. The Titans have asked for EB to interview as an OC. Is the lateral move worth it for Eric Bieniemy, and does it give him a better shot at becoming a, a head coach eventually? I'm really kind of torn on this because I, I've said he doesn't have, he shouldn't have to. He should already be a head coach. It's nonsense that he has to do this. I think he's been, for whatever reason, being unfairly treated by the league. I don't care if he's the worst interview ever. People have hired so many bad coaches over this time. I can't believe no one would give Eric Bieniemy a shot to be an actual head coach right now. But I actually still think, despite the fact it might be a year too late, this is still the best move. Because if he stays here in Kansas City, he's never going to be a head coach. No one's ever going to give him a chance. Mike Kafka went to New York. He made Daniel Jones look good. You make Daniel Jones look good. He has more interviews to be a head coach this year than Eric Bieniemy. He will get a head coaching job before Eric Bieniemy. So he should just go somewhere with a stable organization and find a place that will respect him and let him run the entire offense, including calling plays. I don't know if that's Pittsburgh, if they decide to get rid of Matt Canada. Uh, Tennessee, obviously, because they got rid of Todd Downing. The Jets are looking for a new offensive coordinator. Whoever the team is you decide is a fit. Anybody who will let you call plays is a better decision at this point. I hate that it came to that, but for Eric Bieniemy, if head coach is still his end game and he's not settled into all being offensive coordinator, making a lateral move kind of makes sense. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that it would provide is being able to work underneath the defensive head coach, right? So there would be no mistake about who's running the offense and who's yeah. running the plays, and maybe that shouldn't matter, but it does. It does. I think that's always been the biggest thing. I think that's been more than him coaching Patrick Mahomes. We've never seen other offensive coordinators be criticized for working with good quarterbacks. Like Josh McDaniels now on his second head coaching gig solely because of his proximity to Tom Brady. I don't think that really matters as much as, is this guy really calling the plays? How much does he really have to do with it? And you're right, Cody, it shouldn't come down to this, but I also wonder, Like, I would love to just be in the room for one of these interviews and try and find out what other teams are scared of that we are not privy to because it, yeah, tough to speculate and it's tough to imagine. I mean, these interview processes are lengthy and arduous, and I just I don't know what's going on in those rooms that is leading teams to to be weary of hiring them as the head coach. It can't hurt. We know that much, unless I mean, it can't hurt in terms of like if you think he is a viable offensive coordinator or head coaching candidate going to Tennessee shouldn't hurt. Now, if you go to Tennessee and the offense is terrible, then, well, that would obviously hurt, but you clearly have nothing to gain by staying in Kansas city other than job security, right? You're never going to get fired 
as long as you're the offensive coordinator and, and you read. And even if it went bad in Tennessee, he'd get an offensive coordinator job with another team. People will just put it on the quarterback rather than Eric Bieniemy in that case. Matt Nagy, and look, I don't think Matt Nagy should take it, as stupid as that is, because he should just continue the same Josh McDaniels thing. He should just keep his proximity to Patrick Mahomes because he has the chip in his pocket that Bieniemy doesn't, which is, I was a head coach once. I took Mitch Trubisky to two playoff appearances. Whatever, right? It's not like we think one's better or not. Like you said, Nick, I mean, he's it's not hyperbole. He has interviewed with half of the NFL. Half. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I think that it's key that he not just take any OC job and that he takes one where he's giving himself a real chance to take that, that leap. But it's hard. So like Jesse Newell, he's a writer for the Kansas City Star. He wrote an article today. He talked to all these teams around the league. And essentially, it's just gushing about how the Chiefs are the most innovative team in the NFL, how what they do automatically gets adopted by other teams in the NFL, and how why they are always first. They do things before other teams do them. They are always innovating. And you know what every single organization attributes that to? Andy Reid. And I know that Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy found their way out of his shadow, but... For whatever reason, whether it be race or or other, they he hasn't. And it sucks, but leaving makes sense. Guys, I'm going to throw out an idea slash dream scenario. Okay. Let me know what you think. Okay, say Bianami gets a OC job, head coaching job, whatever, and is out. Do we think that would get... Cliff Kingsbury back from Thailand. I knew you were going to say this. I knew you were going to say this. And, and Kayla, I think that it's it's tough to answer that question because I don't know if Andy Reid would hire an offensive coordinator that will be, you know, coaching virtually from Bangkok. So <laughs> it's difficult. Pat and Cliff together again? Can you imagine? That if I'm Cliff, that might be the only call I take. Yeah. Like I'm going to Thailand for an <laughs> indeterminate amount of time. He'd be like, hey, Andy Reid's on the phone. He was thinking maybe you as quarterback coach for Mahomes. He'd be like, Okay, let me get one more drink and then I, I might need to take that phone. I think, uh, give me a second. I think that I, I can't wait in five years if, you know, Kingsbury is still not coaching and he decides to write like a tell all where he's just like, I just want the world to know how much it sucked working with Kyler Murray for four years. <laughs> I don't think you guys have any idea how awful that dude is to be around because that's clearly why Cliff Kingsbury bought a supposedly one way ticket. To Thailand, you don't just do that because you need some time off. You do that because I need some time off. And also, I don't even want to think about football because if I do, it's going to make me think of that little brat that I had to coach for the last four seasons. I love that this could also shift the dynamic of the change of generations in NFL head coaches. Be like, he's a millennial head coach. He's like, uh, no, I don't want unlimited PTO and I'm going to take on my vacation and you can't stop me. These are all the things I care about. No more of this, like, uh, you know, it's about the grind. Fuck that. I'm going to Thailand. I'll see you guys in a few weeks. It's going to be great. See you later. I like I like the notion that he's just like, no, uh, there are other things in life that are cool. And I have a bunch of money, so I'm going to do them. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know all the tea on what went down between yeah. those two and just his time in Arizona. I think it must have been a pretty, pretty miserable couple of years down there. I would think so. But I know someone he does like working with, and that is Patrick Mahomes. That's true. I, You know what, though? I bet you a lot of offensive coordinators would be like, hey, are the Chiefs hiring? 
<laughs> so I know I said <laughs> leave this job, whatever job they're in, but if Andy Reid calls, at least let me know what he says. I wonder if Pat sent the text yet. Hey, you, the, you, the you up text. <laughs> what time is it in Thailand? I don't know. It's got to be a 12 hour difference at least. At least. All right. Well, we do have some good news, guys. There will be no Carl Sheffers against the Chiefs this round. And Chiefs fans everywhere rejoiced. Hallelujah. Praise okay. Jesus. Okay. Great news. He is stuck on Cincinnati and the Bengals. <laughs> Cincinnati and the Bills. Great. Fantastic. Kayla, I wish I could take this as only good news. Does that mean of the four remaining crews that are in the playoffs, Carl Sheffers is in charge of one of them? That would mean that it was like a 50-50 chance, right? He could he could be involved in the next one or 25% chance he can invo- be involved in the Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. In case anyone forgot, Carl Sheffers was the lead referee for the Chiefs' Super Bowl loss against the Bucs. He's, he's a curse. Figures. He's a curse. And if you wanted to be NFL is rigged guy, this would be the easiest conversation ever. You know, everyone's like, the Bills, the NFL wants the Bills to win. Here's a quick fact for you. Under Carl Sheffers, the Bills, when he is the head referee, they are 6-1. and one. The Cincinnati Bengals are 1-3. They're giving Oof. them favorable referee matchups in a game that could have been arguably should have been neutral site. I don't like any of this. It stinks. I don't want Carl Sheffers anywhere near the playoffs. I'm glad he's not with the Chiefs this week. But what are the odds we're going to dodge him two more times? I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I wonder if he's gotten all the bad call. Like, if I'm Carl Sheffers and you get the Chiefs, are you aware of the amount of eyeballs that are going to be on you? Are you aware of the fact that, hey, this city hates me? Or do you, okay, okay, you're aware. Do you care, though? Because part yes. of me would say I would be a little defiant. I would say, don't tell me how to do my job. <laughs> right? Because if you're a ref and you know, like if you're being a ref in general, everybody hates you, right? You're starting from the <laughs> jump off point of they all hate me. There's nothing a referee can do to walk out of a stadium after a game and then have fans thinking, you know what? You know who was really impressive tonight? The refs. They hate, they hate you. <laughs> they either hate you or don't think about you. There's no third option. So if, I'm, so if you're a ref, you've got to be built a little bit different. To where you either don't care or you bask in it. You're like, oh, yeah, you hate me. Guess what? I still got paid. And you're like, the wrestling heel. You're yeah. just doing this. Yeah. You're like, well, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep moving. Keep it coming. Because guess what? I'm calling the games again next week. And I might be on the call for the AFC Championship. And I might be on the call for the Super Bowl. And there's nothing you can do about it. So if I'm Carl Sheffers, I mean, I'm thankful he's not on the call for the Chiefs game. But there's part of me that wonders, like, is he, does he love it? Does he love that there's an entire city that just hates his guts? Probably. I don't know. He cried, Kayla. Does that change your mind at all? He sounded like he almost wept. I still think they need to implement a rule that says that if you've got a beef with a team, no more roughing that team. It can I be think, called the Carl Sheffers rule. I think if you're an NFL team, you should get one no list. Like, uh, not that one. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> next, next choice. Well, that then That's that the begs one. the question: Like, does he like it, or does he actually fear going into Arrowhead? I don't know, man. He's been in this thing for a long time. Um, it felt like that one time they shifted it, but I'll just be—you know what—I've decided to be positive. Let's just be thankful that we get this game, and let's worry about the future problems of Carl Sheffers later. Great, Cody. Yes, one game at a time, and That's, for this weekend, we don't have them. Wise, wise decision. 
All right. That is going to do it for us here on It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. That is Cody Tapp. He is Nick Schwartz. I am Kayla Canaram. We will have more for you this week as we gear up for the divisional round this weekend. Have a great week, everybody.